Greetings, Quester. The Meddlesome Meeples present Tome Talk with Richard and Matt. So welcome to this episode of, of Tome Talk, where Richard today is going to be talking to us about Counter Clock World by Philip K. Dick. Yep, I will be talking about this, and although it is a sci-fi book, um, you have to not ruin this with any of your precious science. Oh um, no! <laughs> yeah, is so, this putting the fiction in science fiction? Yeah, pretty much. Um, which a lot of Philip K. Dick's books do, do actually, because um, he he tends to be a bit more philosophical with things, and his stories are a bit more about the characters having kind of an existential crisis and things. But then he puts it in a world like a very futuristic world. Mm. And what this one is, it is actually written in 1968, and it's set in the futuristic year of 1998. Wow! And, yeah, but what's happened is... Did we all have hovercrafts? They all have cars, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. They, they call them, they, he just calls them cars, but then they go flying off into the sky. So. I love how people, like, in the 60s, imagine that the 1990s might be. I know, yeah, I, I wish it was. I wish it had been like that. I wish I could remember. I was promised was a hoverboard, right? <laughs> yeah, we've already gone past the year of the hoverboard. Yeah. Didn't exist. Um, but what happened in this particular world is that in the year 1986, something called the Hobart Phase started, which actually reversed time. So, although they've counted the years carrying on going forward, what's actually been happening is that everything's been going backwards. Mm. And it is a very weird concept, and that's what makes this uh, an interesting book. And what we have at the start of it, um, just to kind of set the scene, is that it starts with a police officer who's kind of on patrol, and he hears a voice coming from the graveyard so he goes and investigates and basically it's somebody buried that's come back to life and wants to get out uh, as you can imagine and um but apparently this is a normal thing in their world he kind of drops an air shaft through he's got a thing in his car for mm. doing that and then calls this um i think it's called a vitarium is like the opposite of a funeral parlour <laughs> and uh, they come out with special digging equipment and dig up this person and that really kind of just shows you the kind of things they're having to deal with in this world and basically it follows the story of this small uh, vitarium it's owned by sebastian hermes he ends up being basically the main character of this and if life's taught us anything is it's that someone called sebastian's going to turn out to be a villain is right. he a villain um i wouldn't call him a villain but i wouldn't i wouldn't exactly call him heroic either i call him a normal guy right. so but a few of the characters in this do disappoint you. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's some of the, what they do is a bit morally questionable, and that again makes the story quite interesting. Um, the fact that everything's going backwards, I mean, it seems weird to you for a while as you're reading it, but then the kind of story that's involved in it is more about kind of espionage mm. and stuff like that. So, I wouldn't say it's a story that could be set in our world because there are some elements of it that only work when time's going backwards but you kind of get used to that and then you just worried about like which agency is going to catch up with them too fast and things like that so uh, one of the um, the strongest elements in this book the, well the strongest uh, organisations in this mm. book I'm talking about is the library 
and this reminds me a little bit of Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> I don't know what it is with my books, but they have to um, eradicate books, mm. not by burning them like they did in, in that other book, um, but what they do is they wait until there's only a few copies of a book left, because obviously time's going backwards. Yeah. So eventually, instead of being thousands of copies mm. of it, there'll only be about four, and then there'll only be the original manuscript. And then what they do is they get the author of it to come in, and he has to sit there and delete it word by word, <laughs> which must be a horrible job to have to do. Um, and basically, somehow that kind of eradicates it, um, just so the right information kind of gets deleted at the right time. It's a weird concept because they seem to be thinking forwards, mm. things like that. And yet, it seems like the rest of thermodynamics is going backwards. Like if somebody's smoking a cigarette, the cigarette's getting longer. Yeah, uh, little things like that. Reminds me of uh, a certain episode of Red Dwarf. That's what I was thinking of, yeah, yeah. the backwards episode. Um, it's very much like that, except the people aren't talking backwards. Um, a l- it's a little bit more of a easy-to-understand world mm. than that episode of Red Dwarf. I mean, are people getting younger as well? Or? Yep, they are yep. getting younger. This is one of the problems that Sebastian Hermes has, because um, his wife is quite a bit younger than him. And he's starting to be more of a father than a husband. <laughs> and it gets weird. Yeah. Not not in the book, but he's feeling weird about it. And they're just kind of looking ahead to well, it's going to be that, end up I mean, being I'm strange. married to a younger woman. And, and if time mm-hmm. was moving backwards, if there would be a, a point where it just becomes illegal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah. And also, not only are dead people coming back to life, but it's like children are people that have been alive for a long time mm. and then they've kind of shrunk down and they kind of mentioned that people have to try and find a womb to go into or something which is just bizarre there are yeah. there are uh, elements of science fiction that have covered those kind of storylines before they I mean, have and it's always bizarre Red Dwarf moving back through time there was an episode of book rogers i believe that had yeah. the same premise yeah there was reserves. yeah and it's it's always quite interesting, but at the same time quite uh, disturbing. It is as well because it defies the laws of nature. It does. Um, if things were running backwards completely, there wouldn't really be any way for us to know because our brains would be working that way as well. And like we experienced if that was things... how we always lived our lives, we wouldn't know any different. Would yeah, we? that's but... the thing, and that's kind of how they did it in Red Dwarf, mm. where because that was a different universe, wasn't it? Mm. Where things were always going backwards, whereas this world is somewhere where it's been going forward and then it was going to start going backwards and right. it was going to be like for thousands of years because mm. um, it's called Hobart phase because this scientist Hobart had worked it out and they're talking about how you'll get to the point where like the the priest was um, quoting uh, St. Paul but then thinking about the fact that at some point he's going to come back to life <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's, it's just weird so um yeah. So you have to try and get your head around that as you're reading it. You and... do, yeah. Um, and like you were saying, certain aspects of it are kind of the right way around, like the way they were thinking and everything, but they're still kind of regurgitating things instead mm. of eating, like in Red Dwarf. Um, one weird aspect I found of this was that the policeman, he doesn't like to anybody to see him when he's doing this. And a lot of them don't, actually. They kind of, they kind of eat privately which is just regurgitating stuff and then putting the stuff in the fridge. <laughs> and this is but his and wife then later is... on taking it back to the shop to get yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, they have to take yeah. it to the supermarket. Yeah. It all runs like that. It's bizarre. I don't know how the economy is meant to work, yeah. but um 
Yeah, but his wife is talking to him and she kind of comes to the door but with her eyes closed so that she won't embarrass him kind of thing. And just that image, just I found it a bit creepy. <laughs> and But yeah, it was a quite interesting book because what, what is actually happening is that somebody very famous is about to come mm. back to life. People have kind of been waiting for it, but nobody knows exactly where he's buried. But this uh, Sebastian Hermes is the one that ends up finding it out. And it ends up being a bit of a, uh, a race to um, to get control, really. So, yeah, I found that quite an interesting aspect of it. Um, Language-wise, um, I think he made some quite interesting choices because some of the sentences, to me, seem to be written a little bit strange. And when I was about halfway through, I suddenly thought, hang on a minute, he's kind of put the phrases backwards a lot of the time. To make, well, yeah. that would make, make sense, wouldn't yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, the sentence is forward, but Were people talking like Yoda. Yeah, I was going to say it's not quite to the level of Yoda, <laughs> not quite that bad. But some of the sentences that I have to reread, I don't know if he did that on purpose. Um, it, it doesn't seem like it would make sense. Just things like, um, to him, it was impressive, rather than he was impressed. Mm. That that kind of thing. It, it just seemed to be reversed slightly. So uh, that took a little bit of getting used to. But then when I did, it just seemed normal. And yeah, I, I just kind of got got into the story and after a while when they mentioned something going backwards I had to remind myself like, oh yeah that's time is moving backwards in this world so um yeah it's the sci-fi where they just pick one weird thing mm. and then just write a story about it um I sometimes just like that kind of thing just to explore one idea and um, as we've said it's been done a few times but I thought this was quite an interesting um way of doing it um yeah, I I think I'm not sure whether I would kind of recommend the book. Um, I just think it's an interesting idea, and um, I think if you're kind of interested in kind of the concept of of strange stories about time, <laughs> then and it's a good one, and it certainly is um, interesting if you do like um, like the novels of of Philip K. Dick. I, I thought it was so a lot of people that... might not necessarily recognise Philip K. Dick by name but they would probably know of Blade Runner. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I was thinking it's... I like to sometimes pick books that aren't the most famous one by the mm. author, um, just because um, it might be something that someone's missed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Blade Runner, um, that was actually called Do Androids Dream of Electric yeah. Sheep, which I, I read a long time ago. And, yeah, that's an interesting one about um, about androids. But, again, it's very much about the the people and uh, their weird personal crisis mm. that they'll have and um, reality didn't break down so much in this one as it normally does in a Philip K. Dick book normally um, people are wondering what's real and stuff like that they knew what was real in this one they just yeah. didn't know ethically what to do a lot of the time or what they could do so yeah it's just an interesting one that you you may that people may have missed so sounds like yeah. an interesting read yeah yeah it was interesting yeah. so that's Philip K. Dick Counterclock World. Counterclock World, yeah. Farewell, Questa. To find out about other productions by the Middlesome Meeples, then check out our channel or rendezvous with us at middlesomemeeples.com. Until next time, Questa, farewell and keep thine axe sharp. <laughs>